0: Now turn to Acts Chapter Five. Thought about that text of Nadab and Abihu being consumed by the Lord's wrath because of what we looked at last week of chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. When Ananias and Sapphira brought an offering to the Lord, Peter said, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? As if God didn't know, as if God couldn't see their heart. Now they could deceive everyone else, and they may even probably deceive their own selves. And the Lord, both of them died instantly. Why? Why? Like I said, to interpret something like that, we have to go back and look at other examples in the scripture. Maybe have been a abahew. You say, Well, it's only one time. It's what it set forth. And you think about this. God had they had been told that God was going to manifest himself, that God was going to appear to them. Now, God didn't appear in, God's a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It wasn't, they never, how did they see God? They saw him in his Shekinah glory. They saw him when the fire consumed the sacrifice. That's how they saw God. And you imagine this, they said those people fell on their faces before God. God. God is holy. God is righteous. God is just. And just almost in the same breath, these two men who knew better went in and offered. The fire of the Lord never went out, they carried it in the censers. If the tabernacle moved, they would take those censers from the coals from off the altar, and they never had to start the fire all over again. It was God, the one who ignited the fire, and the God, the one that kept it burning. But they said, we'll offer up our own works. We will approach God. We want the glory. We're okay. We can do this. No, they couldn't. And whatever they did, Ananias and Sapphira, God didn't take it lightly. God didn't take it lightly. And you imagine what everybody thought, because it said in verse 11, And great fear came upon all the church, and upon as many as heard these things. That's not only just those that believed, it's even unbelievers. Great fear. Do you think they had witnessed Christ's miracles? They would witnessed the things that he did when he was upon the earth. And the Lord told the disciples, he said, you'll do greater works than I did, because there's more of you than there were of him. And here he brings this about. They said, why, why did God do that? Do You know, there were people asking the question, why? Did you hear what happened to Ananias and Sapphira? If it would have been, they had a newspaper, it would have been all over the, the front page. God wanted them to know, under no uncertain terms, that what he was doing was serious. You think he is, he went back to glory, he he suffered, he bled, he died, and he sent back his Holy Spirit to indwell his church. God was manifesting himself. God had had saved 3,000 on the day of Pentecost. And Peter and John go into the temple and God saves one lame man. And through that lame man, a multitude of them believe and everybody's hearts were knit together. Everybody's and their goals were all the same—to bring glory and honor to Christ's name. And Barnabas brings a gift. He said he bring, and He's pointed out. He's recorded. He's the son of consolation, and we'll see that later on all through this book. He brought a gift and laid it at their feet, and he said, "You all take it and use it where you see fit." And it said nobody was lacking. What a church. What a fellowship. But no church upon this earth is perfect. I heard someone say one time, said, Well, I'm looking for the perfect church. And someone said, Well, when you find it and you join it, it won't be perfect anymore. There's wheat and tares, there's goats and sheep. We know the enemy The enemy had done this, but these claim to be believers. We don't know what they brought, but they knew. They knew what they sold it for, and the, the thing was they claimed to give it all when they kept back part of it. Said nobody will ever know. You know what he's also saying? The Lord looks on the heart. He saw, he saw what they give, and he saw why they didn't give. And he displayed his displeasure in it. It seems like everything was going so well. We know of at least 8,000 that were converted. And then it talks about multitudes, many more. Amazing. We don't know how long this took. I just think like over a few months, period. You know what? God is appearing Christ has went back to glory. But God is appearing, how? Through the preaching of the gospel. God is saving people by the multitudes. He's raising up his church to send them forth into all the world to preach the gospel, to gather in his elect. And don't think that the enemy will just stand by and let that happen. We've done seen that they threatened Peter and John and if you'll read on into maybe next week's, you'll see where they may, what they, they, these Sadducees and the, and the chief priests, they're angry now. They're not going to just stand by and, we can't let this go on. They actually say, where's this going to grow to? We've got to stop this. One way or the other, we've got to stop this. We cannot let this go on because if this goes on, we're going to lose our authority. We're, we're the judge and jurors around here. We tell you what to say and what you don't say. Is God exposed Nadab and Abihu's sin? Achan's sin? Kor and Dathan's sin? You know, as I was thinking also about Kor and Dathan, Do you know when the Lord opened up, I think it's in number 16, when the Lord opened the earth, you imagine it's like an earthquake or or just a great big hole, a sinkhole. It not only opened up, it came back. Can you imagine seeing a sight like that? You'd be standing there in awe with your mouth open and said, what did we just see? And if you read the very next verse, You know what they're doing? It didn't change them. They're complaining about Moses. And you know, Moses has to tell Aaron, he said, you get a censer with incense on it, which is a picture of the prayers of Jesus Christ. You run into the temple because a plague had done started. Thousands of them died. But what I want you to see is when they saw the earth opened up, it did not change them. One thing judgment never changes anybody. It's grace that changes. In first John chapter two, verse nineteen, this is how it's always been, not just with this this church here in its infancy. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they no doubt would have continued with us. They went out, it might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. The enemy of our souls, the enemy of the church, what His objective is is to divide the Lord's people. Now here in verse 12 of Acts 5. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all, they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And the rest durth, durth no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them magnified them into believers with the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, insomuch as they brought forth the sick into the streets, and laid them on the beds and couches, that that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Then came also a multitude out of the cities round about in Jerusalem, bringing sick folk with them, which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. Every one. Here it says they were of one accord. Remind you this. We know this. Whatever happened to Ananias and Sapphira, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. He's never lost one of his sheep, and he never will. And all his people will persevere into the end. And it's only grace. What are we to learn from Ananias and fire? The only reason we are kept is by the grace of Almighty God. We don't keep ourselves. What had happened? will not stop God from saving his people. If anything, he will use this to bring glory to his name. It is of the Lord. Let him do what he sees fit. It is of the Lord. Whatever he does is right, and he don't have to give an account of his matters. We just, you know what we do? There's no way we can explain this. We just stand in all of it. That's the thing. And it never stopped. Them because you cannot stop God. You cannot stop what God was doing. They, you had to have seen the hand of God in this. God was manifesting His glory. How did God manifest His glory? His glory is in His goodness. The goodness of God leads a man to repentance. You want to see God's goodness? He shows grace to sinners. Grace to sinners that God would not consume us. I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are what? Not consumed. The only reason we're not is because God doesn't change. And God dealt with these people. He dealt with them in grace. He, he set apart his church in great fear fell upon the church and those who heard these things. I'd say this much. I'd say God got somebody's attention. It shook a lot of people up. Just like when I read Nadab and Abihu, the fire of the Lord came out and consumed him. What does it say in Hebrews 12? Our God is a consuming fire. We're going to see, I don't know maybe if we'll get to it next week or the following week where, you know, they've threatened Peter and John and said, don't y'all preach anymore. And a man called Gamaliel, I've not studied it yet, it could be the same one that Paul said at his feet and told at the feet of Gamaliel. And he gave two examples, he said, two men raised up, they were rebellious. And one man, there was 400 people followed him. But he said that man died and the people that followed him. And he give him another example. He said, here was another leader. He said, oh, we're, I don't know what all they were saying or what they were doing. But you know what he said? It come to nothing. He said, you better take heed what you're doing. If it's of God, if it's of God, you don't be, you'll be careful. Don't be fighting against God because he said if it's not of God, it'll come to nothing. If man claimed people want to start a church, if it's, it's if, if it's of God, you can't stop it. But if it's not of God, it won't go. It won't last. You see what I'm saying? Our Lord healed one man, and many were added to the church. And our Lord's work will not be stopped. Our Lord knows how to weed his garden. And you know why you weed a garden? so the garden will grow. Isn't that right, Carol? If you don't weed that garden, the weeds will take it over. Now, you know, the disciple says, do you want us to go pull the tares up? He said, no, because you can't tell the difference. But he does. He knows the difference. Nadab and Abihu, this is Aaron's son. Surely those men are no better They should have. Here's what our Lord told the disciples. And this is what he's told us to do. And he said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in me. In my name they shall cast out devils. And we're going to see in a minute they did. They will speak with new tongues. They do speak with a new tongue. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Those signs followed those that believed. And it said down in verse 12, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. That's exactly what God said would happen. Why signs? wonders. Why did God do miracles? Why did Christ do miracles? Not Abraham, All through the Old Testament, not, they were not always, they were certain periods of time when God did miracles. He did miracles when he sent Moses to Egypt. He did miracles in Elijah's day and Elisha's day. He did miracles. Christ come doing miracles. John didn't do miracles. He preached the gospel. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Christ did miracles. Why? To prove that he was who he said he was. You know what Nicodemus said? No man can do the miracles that you're doing except God be with him. And remember when John the Baptist was in the prison cell getting ready to be beheaded. He sent two of his disciples and he said, "How do we, Are you the Christ or we look for another? He said, Go tell John again. The blind see, the lame walk, the death hear, and the poor have the gospel preached unto them. These signs, these signs... But here's where men miss it. These signs were given because they did not have all the scriptures like you do. These were their credentials. How did, he, how did Peter heal that lame man? He said, silver and gold have I none. But in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. That's a sign. We're going to see here, they brought, they brought many people to be healed, even people that were possessed. And he did these things publicly. He didn't do it in a corner. Now we know when our Lord did miracles, a lot of times he he told people, he said, don't tell anybody I did this. Because he didn't come to make himself of some reputation. But now he's saying, we're going to see, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself, but if you'll read on next week, when they tell them to don't, don't go preach anymore, they put them in jail. The angel comes and opens the prison cells and turns them loose, and you know what that angel tells them to do? He said, he didn't just say go out in the streets, he said, you go down there to the temple. You go down there to the temple, and you preach to those men. If that ain't in the public, that's in, that's right in their house. It's right where they think they're ruling, and he said, you go down there in their house and preach to them publicly, publicly. It's like when he healed that lame man, they said, what are we going to (laughs) do? This man was 40 years old. He's been like this 40 years. There's no denying this is a miracle. And there was no denying that God was doing a work of grace in that place. No denying it. They were all in one accord in Solomon's porch. What a picture of grace. One accord. They were of one heart. And one purpose, and then that next statement. Now, if you'll notice, there in verse twelve, there's a that tw- the last part of verse twelve down through verse fourteen is in parentheses. So you can actually read verse twelve and then pick up and and begin reading again in verse fifteen. But he's saying, uh, "Let me find it." Verse thirteen, and the rest. Dearth, no man joined himself to them, but the people magnified them. I bet you, I read from ten different (laughs) commentaries. Neither one of them give me anything. They explained it to me, (laughs) but what I can understand is people were careful about joining up because of what they've just heard and seen God do. It'd be just like somebody say, Well, oh, you, you can go down there to that church. You can go down there and hide. You you can go anywhere but to that church. <laughs> I heard Gary Shepherd say it years ago. His church is down there outside of Camp Lejeune. June. And he said, When people would talk about when they try to give somebody would say, Where where can I go to church at? He said, Anywhere in that church. He said, We were gonna change the name of our church to that church. <laughs> they dearth not joined themselves, but the others magnified the Lord. We're not, we're magnifying God for all that he does, but these people, and they had a right to be afraid. It'd be like, you know, the Lord said, you can't come to the wedding without a wedding garment on. And here comes a man, he comes strutting in without a wedding garment, and nobody notices, but the king notices it. And the king went back there and asked him, said, how'd you come in here without a wedding garment on? You think you can wear your self righteousness in here? You better go somewhere else. And he said he was speechless. That's what these people were afraid of. Something, some way, God spoke to them. And even lost men recognized, like Gamaliel did, I think this is of God. You better be careful. That's what he told them. This is of the Lord. Can you imagine seeing his glory? It's not just in his judgment. He brings judgment. But judgment, I always remember this. You've heard me say this. Judgment is God's strange work. God delights to show mercy. He has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. I don't care what people say about our God. Our God is a gracious God. How do I know that? He gave his darling son What are these people telling these people? That Jesus Christ gave his life to save sinners. Man, that's good news for sinners. But people that want to pretend and play religion, that's not good news to them. What What I see here, they were not comfortable there. And they ought not be comfortable. For the gospels preached, and they want to wear their self righteousness. Now they can go anywhere else. They could play with the Pharisees, but not with this. they durst not join himself to them. We see over in 17, the Pharisees they envied them. I think they were afraid of them. Can I make good on that? You remember when the Lord destroyed the armies of Pharaoh in the Red Sea? It's 40 years down the road before they ever come to Jericho. And a woman named Rahab the harlot, at this time, I don't think she's a believer, she said, we've heard what your God did. And every man's heart did melt. You know what that is? That's our God. We've seen God in Jesus Christ. We've seen how much God hates sin, that he would suffer his own son to die in our place. We saw it. Most people have no respect for God. They have no fear of God. And they magnify him. And the believers were the more added to the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing how he describes it? They were added to the Lord multitudes, both of men and women. Why is that strange? Why did they add women? Because what I can understand, in the tabernacle, there was different sections. The outer court, I think, was for the Gentiles and women. They couldn't go within a certain area. They were restricted. Not now. We know that women are not called to preach. You know that. You know God didn't call any apostle women. That he suffers not a woman to teach or to usurp authority over the man. But here's a verse I thought about. In Galatians 3.26, for you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as they have been baptized into Christ to put on Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither bond nor free, there's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ. That's what it meant they were all of one accord. Can you imagine what they thought about them women entering Solomon's porch? <laughs> they don't have any right to be in. No, oh yeah, they do. Because they're one with Christ. See, so that's what the Pharisees say, You know, they, oh, we're better. We're, we're, we're more experienced. We know all the law. We, we put people under the law. What are you having these women in here for? Those women in our Lord's day, they ministered unto the Lord. Who was the first one at his tomb that morning? I think it was Mary Magdalene and another Mary. Isn't that America? It was a woman that he said, she's wrought a good work on me. Both a multitude of men and women. It was Ananias and his wife that conspired to lie to the Lord. I can tell you this. One of the many greatest blessings in the world is to be a believer. But also to be married to another believer. Both men and women. And isn't it of ironic, the first person that we have recorded he saved at Philippi was a woman named Lydia, a seller of purple. A multitude of men and women were added to the Lord. And then it says, verse 15... So you could read it, and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. Now verse 15, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. What I see here, someone said, and you know, trying to explain this, did you know it seems superstitious to think if you we carry somebody out there, and just if Peter's shadow cast a shadow over them, they'd be healed. Somebody says that's a picture of superstition. Well, I can see that. People are going to be superstitious about everything. But what I see here is these people couldn't come on their own. They were brought. And I thought about the four men who brought their friend to Christ. And you remember what Christ said about those men? He said, when he saw their faith. Remember the woman that had the issue of blood? She said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment. Well, where in the world did she hear that she thought she had to touch the hem of his garment? That's a little superstitious. But you know what happened? She touched the hem and she was made whole. I think I see people bringing sinners by faith to where the gospel's preached. To have a shadow, they must be a light source. And Peter's between it. He's the mediator preaching the gospel. And then some take it that they think, you know, this is how it's all twisted and perverted, and this is how lost men do. They said the shadow of Peter. Peter is the pope. Would you like to kiss the ring? Really. But it says these people, now these people are one accord. And a lot of these, most of these, these first in this verse, verse 15, was from Jerusalem. They did what they could, they did what they could. Oh, that God would give us a desire to do everything in our power that men would hear the gospel. Whether it's by the internet where people can listen, whatever means it is. Bring them where they can hear the gospel. The shadow of Peter, just maybe a word. You know they're going to put them where Peter's going to be walking, wherever that he is. They brought them. Now verse 16 There came also a multitude out of the cities, round about, unto Jerusalem. Why did they, these people must have heard something. They must have heard something was going on down there in Jerusalem. In a multitude, out of the cities, round about, unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folk. You know any sick folk? I know a lot of them. Not just physically sick, you know these are allegories, these are pictures. Sick folk. The whole head is sick. The heart is sick. Sick. They brought sick folk. They're bringing them. Sick folk. And them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, Everyone. Does that mean literally everyone was healed? I don't know. I just know what the verse says. Not only sick. Have you ever noticed just in the Gospels how many people it talks about that were vexed with unclean spirits? How many our Lord, remember that one man? He brought his son to our Lord and the disciples couldn't cast him out. Our Lord said, this comes by prayer and fasting. But he said, when did this come upon him? He said, of a child. Oftentimes, he said, it cast him into the fire to try to kill him. And he said, if you can do anything, help me. The Lord said, you got there at the wrong place. If, If you can believe, not if I can do something, but if you can believe, if you can believe. You think about that, if you can believe. All things are possible to him that believeth. And that man said, Lord, help mine unbelief. You know what Christ did? He cast out that devil. You think about this everybody, apart from God's preserving grace, Satan can take them captive at his will. But these people were set free. The most beautiful example I know is the Gadarene man. He, he run about, lived among the tombs, naked, cutting his flesh, trying to kill himself, act like I was just a wild man. And the Lord came all the way in the storm to that man. And when he cast them devils out, they said, "If you come to torment us before the time? he cast them out, and you remember the herd of swine, and they run violently down a steep place, and they all died. That's what would have happened to him if God hadn't have preserved him. But now that he's set free, he's sitting at our Lord's feet. What a picture. Clothes. He put some clothes on. He has the righteousness of Christ, and he's in his right mind. Do you, does it not seem to you like there's a lot of people ain't in their right mind? It does to me. Really, I mean... These people were vexed with an unclean spirit, and they were healed. Everyone, you know what? The Lord said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. He is the great physician. And they brought all these people. Maybe the Lord show mercy. The Lord's doing something. He's doing something amazing. Everybody, almost every verse we read it, and as many as were ordained eternal life believed. He added to the church daily such as should be saved. All these multitudes are being converted. And all hell can't stop it. Next week, like I said, they're going to they're throw Peter in. It, it says they throw all the apostles in prison, not just Peter and John, all of them. We're going to round up the whole bunch. Yeah, we're going to stop this. The Lord tells his angel, he said, "Get her and open the doors. They Open up the doors, shut the door back." And, they, and this, uh, they said, "We're gonna keep them in jail till in the morning, and we're gonna have us a hearing." And they said, "Go down and bring them in." They go down and they go. The doors are locked. The guards are there, but they ain't no prisoners. What happened to them? They can't set themselves free. But he did. And then another man came and he said, you know what? Them men you threatened, do you know where they're at? Do you have any idea? They're down there in the temple preaching again. Why are they doing that? Because that's what they were told to do. What a picture of God's grace. You know what it is to me, and I hope it is to you an encouragement. When we see, he's still the same God. This is still the same gospel we have more look what they had they had the old testament and they had the command from god they had been with him and they had seen him you know what they were witnesses they couldn't refute it you know what there's nobody can take away from you what you have seen and what you have heard it ain't it ain't Somebody borrowed information. It's not second-hand information. He spoke to you. And I pray that it is an encouragement. That's my hope. I hope this is not just some dry study.